everyone and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk about the ride of the week in a few moments here in the show and their Freeman prices. So stay tuned for that. And as always, Primetime streaming live Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Tonight, we will talk about what the Marcus Lawrence had to say on the All Things Covered podcast. If you missed it, don't worry. We will play the clip for you. We will kind of break it down. Is there something there? And more than anything, was Lawrence wrong about his expectations with the cap relief that he provided to the Dallas Cowboys. So we'll talk about all of that. Thank you guys for joining the show. Make sure that you hit the like button, share the stream. Shout out to the podcast audience as well. The people who listen over on Spotify, iTunes, or other podcast platforms. Thank you for doing so. And make sure that you leave a five-star review. You can now do that on Spotify as well. Chava says, it's sad how we are not a relevant team anymore. The front office doesn't act like that. Frustration is riding high in Cowboys Nation right now. And I think that, I mean, they will remain relevant. They are the Cowboys after all. And as I said a, a few moments ago, I'm pretty sure most of us would bet on the Cowboys having a winning season in 2022. Might be wrong. It's March. Hey, it's not the time to make win-loss predictions. I realize that. Relevant, they will be in terms of being relevant to the fan base and all of that. But I do think that this offseason has been a point in which many fans have been somewhat heartbroken. And maybe the, you know, the mood among the entire fan base is kind of low. And I think that's fair because of what we have seen. But anyways... Let's listen to what Demarcus Lawrence had to say on the All Things Covered podcast, where Patrick Peterson, uh, McFadden are, are the hosts from CBS Sports, and Lawrence was on to discuss the contract negotiations with the Cowboys once they wanted him to take a pay cut. They got into negotiations, and Demarcus Lawrence talked about how he felt disrespected but there's also more things that I believe we need to listen to. So here you go. Let's take a look and listen to the clip. And afterwards, I will have a question for you. I know that sounded like a quiz, like if we were on a class. We're not. But let's play the clip. Here we go. Yeah, I felt like it was disrespectful. And, you know, I told him, like, hey, man, um, you know, uh, Cowboys did a lot for me. I thank y'all for everything y'all done. But, you know, I think it's time for us to uh, part ways. I, I wish that y'all cut me. You know, and, uh, you know, Steven's like, all right, you know, I'm about to bring your offer to Jerry, you know, see what he says. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, he's going to be pretty pissed about it because he just gave you 65 mil. <laughs> 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 so, so, so my response was, like, he ain't give me shit, you know, like, I earned it. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so if, if Jerry wants to keep me here, like, he has to understand that this is what I'm worth. And plus, I'm I'm actually showing love and helping y'all out. You know what I mean? Like by 
offering y'all the relief and cap space, you know, by doing this deal with me. So, like, let's go out here and let's have a fruitful, you know, free agency, you know, pick up the guys that we need in order to win a Super Bowl, you know, because if I ain't getting this number, I won't be here to help. Yeah. You know, and shoot, Darius, like, man, shoot, D-Law been faithful faithful to us for the last seven, eight years. Like, give him his damn money. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry came in and got it straight, huh? Jerry came and got it straight, man. Appreciate you, Jerry. Appreciate you, Steven, man. You know. They need to start calling Jerry the candy man, boy. He make sure everybody get paid. So there you go. The question for you guys in the chat right after listening to that is, do you buy or not buy the Jerry saved the day narrative because that was kind of unexpected for for the Cowboys. Do you buy or not buy the Jerry saved the day narrative? So from what Demarcus Lawrence said on that podcast, and once again, you can listen to the full interview on the All Things Covered podcast with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden. Kind of sounds like Stephen Jones approached Lawrence with the one-year, $10 million guaranteed contract. Lawrence said he felt disrespectful. And then we had that Jerry Jones quote. And I don't know. I don't know. Let me know your answers. And while you do that, let me talk to you about our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Because the ride of the week is the new, brand new. Mazda CX-50. And when I say brand new, I mean it's the first model ever. Brand new model, only available for pre-order, by the way. Inventory is expected soon over at FreemanMazda.net. It's a spacious, wide stance SUV built for the outdoors with off-road drive modes. Sunroof and roof rails. It's got drive select technology plus the same tech features available in other 2022 models. Make sure that you check out freemanmazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. Check out freemanmazda.net. Anyways, I don't buy it. I, I will tell you right away that I don't buy it. Now, let me let me be fully transparent here. I actually kind of like Jerry Jones. Like, when I listened to him speak, when, when the speech happened for the Hall of Fame, uh, when he gets emotional and talks about the Cowboys, part of me likes that. And I think that Jerry Jones has done obviously amazing things for the NFL. Uh, I think that he belongs in the Hall of Fame as he is, as a contributor, and all of that. And I think that deep down he, re- he really truly wants to win that championship once again. However, this just feels like the good old good cop, bad cop tactic by the Dallas Cowboys. So I kind of don't buy it. I fully don't buy it, to be honest. Uh, Even though I get that we want to just put all of the blame on everything that we don't like on Stephen Jones. Let's see some of your answers, though. Uh, Bailey says, Jerry is a good cop. Stephen is a bad cop. Stevie Max says, kind of buy. I buy on it, says Joel Wilson. Jerry had to save his son, says Gotti. Uh, otherwise, he would have walked, says Joel Wilson. Gregory says, Mo, what exactly is the penalty for a team that goes over the cap? So I think if I'm not wrong, I think it depends on by how much you are over the cap, but there are 
financial fines in the millions for teams, as I understand it. And also, as I understand it, you, there can also be draft pick penalties imposed by the NFL. But I believe I might be wrong about this one part. I know that you can be penalized financially and uh, with draft picks. What I'm not entirely sure if there's some sort of tabulation as to if you like predetermined penalties. That's what I don't know, to be honest. Uh, Lumen says on the fence, uh, good cup, dumb cup is more like it. Says TV Mac. I like that. I will give you that one. Uh, Bernard Count says, Mo, I don't know how you like Jerry. Dude should run for office, lies all the time. So, what I mean with I like him, because I'm on the same boat as you guys are in the sense that I'm very frustrated with the front office and the way that they do business and the way that they approach free agency more than anything. And of course, lately, with all of the scandal allegations that we have heard, well, we're kind of disappointed too. But overall, I meant when he's talking about the Cowboys and when he's talking to the media, the Jerryisms, all of that, kind of fun, right? Other than that, however, I think this is just another tactic. Like when they, when, when the season ended versus the 49ers and he walked out and he was pissed and we had conversations about, whoa, Jerry Jones sounded more angry than usual. He never sounded like this when Jason Garrett was the head coach. And we had a week, an entire week, or even more than that, of conversations about whether or not Jerry Jones was going to hurry things up and get rid of Mike McCarthy right away. And then he came out weeks later and said, it was never a consideration for us to get rid of Mike McCarthy. So it kind of all falls into the same thing, maybe. So I will tell you what, I do not buy it. But hey, that's not my only issue with what the Marcus Lawrence had to say on the All Things Covered podcast. All Things Covered podcast. Here's the problem. Didn't the Marcus Lawrence say that he was providing cap relief for the Cowboys to help the front office get the guys that they needed to get in order to get to the Super Bowl? Didn't I just listen to the Marcus Lawrence say that? And I'm not holding it against the Marcus Lawrence. I'm holding it against the front office that has done nothing <laughs> to make the most out of that D-loss uh, cap relief. They messed up the Randy Gregory's contract. They messed it up. Listen. If you're signing with Randy, if you're signing with the Cowboys, it really doesn't matter. But the front office is the one that, in my opinion, needs to get it done, right? And we'll talk about the bottom line on that conversation in a few moments here on primetime. The Cowboys are not bringing uh, in Bon Miller. The Cowboys are not bringing in uh, Preston Smith, Darius Smith. If they get, if they're in the mix for anyone, maybe Jadavon Clowney and Melvin Ingram, since they are the the they are the latest, the last free agents. Last is a word, edge rushing free agents that could actually make a difference in the Cowboys. And by difference, I mean at least trying to fill the spot, the vacancy that Randy Gregory is leaving the Cowboys with. But the Cowboys are not really signing anyone. They're not like they have the cap space now. And they have not even gotten 
Jaron Kears's contract done. So I wonder if D-Law is kind of mad about that situation in itself. The fact that, hey, you reworked my deal to get these other guys done. And Randy Gregory ended up walking and it doesn't sound like we are getting anyone in free agency. Any, not even a big splashy name, but a capable free agent that can actually contribute right away to the Dallas Cowboys defense or offense, by the way. And we'll talk more about that tomorrow night, I believe, how the Cowboys have been betting on defense. But so far, they have reworked that they have re-signed Malik Hooker's contract. I'm scared. I'm officially nervous, by the way, about the Jaron Kears situation. Uh, Stevie Max says, Mo, read the newest Crux tweet. Let me try, let, let me see if I can find it here because I have not uh, seen that tweet, to be honest. Is it a recent tweet? Oh, let me try to let, let me try to. All right. Here we go. This is the newest Crux uh, tweet, and I'm going to read it out loud because from what I can see, it was already a conversation in the YouTube chat. So while I read it, make sure that you hit the like button, by the way. I'm told, and this is newest Crux on Twitter, I'm told Dak Prescott put more effort into recruiting Bon Miller than Cowboys management. Once Gregory signed with Denver, Miller had Dallas as his number one destination. Dallas never made an offer. The Cowboys need someone in the locker room that understands what it takes to win a Super Bowl. All right, listen, I'll take that with a grain of salt, though. I will take that with a grain of, of salt. I'm not doubting the report or anything like that uh, would make sense, but also how serious is it? Like, I don't like the fact that the Cowboys never made an offer. I, that, to me, would be the most important part of this tweet. It's interesting, though. It's interesting. Uh, that's tough. Not even trying to bring Bond is awful. It really is. Because he signed, he didn't sign a $20 million per year deal, not in reality. He, what he signed is more of a uh, $17.5 million per year mm, contract in the first three years of the deal. Gilbert says, I've honestly had enough of Stephen Jones. James says, free cap space, the jacked payment is due. <laughs> Saint Sanct Jade Safety uh, says uh, Danny Savage, Kears also. All right, so let's talk about Kears, by the way. I had not seen that tweet. Thank you for bringing it to my attention, uh, Stevie Mac. I had not seen it at all. I can see that it's a recent one, so maybe that's why. Maybe I was just getting ready to put prime time together. But hey, I'm officially nervous, guys. I'm officially nervous. The question is in the chat YouTube and Facebook, will Jaron Kears be in Dallas or elsewhere in 2022? I have not seen any reports on Jaron Kears in recent days. Maybe we heard something about it two weeks ago. Remember when everyone was talking about, oh, the Cowboys are already working on Jaron Kears' deal. And Jaron Kears is active on social media. We know that we have seen him reply to fans and all of that during the season. And now he's out there putting out cryptic tweets. The most recent of which is respect is golden. 
March 15th, stay down, keep working. One day it will pay off. And then March 13th, already won. And March 11th, uh, I'm going to show you. <laughs> I'm nervous, guys. I, I hate it when players put out cryptic tweets. I low-key love it, though, because I, I love how the fan base goes crazy putting together conspiracy theories on the tweets. But how come we have not heard anything about Jaron Kyrgios' deal getting done? And it's particularly surprising because it shouldn't be a super expensive deal, right? It should be a deal on the low end of the spectrum. Not a minimum, of course. I'm not talking about that. But I know that people are projecting it to be a $6 million per year deal or $5 million per year deal. He's a safety, of course, uh, safety slash linebacker. He was a leader of the Cowboys' defense at the end of the day. He was wearing that green dot on his helmet, with what, which was uh, huge. Because even though he's sort of a hybrid between linebacker and safety, that's a big responsibility for a non-full-time off-the-ball linebacker. Because at the end of the day, we can call him a hybrid, but he was covering tight ends and he was doing so at a high level. We, we saw his performance versus Travis Kelsey and we saw his performance even versus George Kittle in the playoffs. So kind of surprising that the Cowboys have not gotten it done. I don't know if the Cowboys are kind of betting on him testing the, the waters in free agency and maybe... Uh, expecting it to to be on the expecting him to be lowballed by other teams so they can get him at a cheaper price. I don't know. Could be. I don't like the approach, but if there is some reason, uh, if there is reason for optimism on that bet, is that not a lot of teams will use three safeties at the same time, like Dan Quinn did with Big Nickel. Not every defensive coordinator in the league will be willing to play Jaron Kears in the role that the Cowboys played him. But make no mistake about it, Jack is right about this one. He was a game changer for the Cowboys defense. And I, I have admitted to this on the show, and if you have been watching primetime since August or even before August, I even skipped Jaron Kears from some of my roster projections. And when I regretted doing so, that's because I looked at him as a special teamer. I didn't see him as someone who was going to play nearly 90% of the defensive snaps. Roy Fletcher says he will be in Dallas. He called the defense, which is the, the main, the biggest thing here also. One of the biggest things. You don't want Micah calling the, the, the shots on defense because as Barry Church told Sky. When he had him on his show, you want him to, you want Micah to be worried about unleashing chaos on the opposing offense. Small parenthesis, the box and the and wide receiver Chris Godwin have a three-year three-year deal for $60 million that includes $40 million fully guaranteed its signing, just in by Adam Schefter and Ratchet. There you go. He was franchise stacked, and now he's on a long-term deal. Uh, let's see some of your answers here. Will Jaron Kears be in Dallas or elsewhere in 2022? Uh, Danny Savage says, but come on, Bond Miller was not worth this contract. Maybe not. Maybe not. 
But man, the Cowboys right now, I don't know if they will address their need for an edge rusher until the NFL draft. But all, all right, let's hold on that for a moment and let's stick to uh, Jaron Kears. Jack says elsewhere, Gregory, Dallas, uh, let's see. Stephen Jones chops at runs. <laughs> he will be in Dallas as Kenneth. They looked at sign today. This is Chris Graham. Uh, Chris Graham, excuse me. Whew. Random news. Randall Cobb took a pay cut, says TV Mac. That's random. But that makes sense. So from what I can see, we are about split 50-50 on where Jaron Kears will play in 2022. What's up, Martin? Thank you for joining the show. And shout out to the podcast audience. Now, Joel says... 16 and a half sacks says otherwise. I will tell you what. I would have liked a deal with Von Miller for $17.5 million per year. Remember, it's not really $20 million per year. It's 17 and a half. It's the Saints, damn it, says Madman. But that's not like, is that like speculation only or did Jaron Kears just signed a deal with the Saints? You're getting me scared out here. Are you trolling me? Uh, Madman, yeah, I, I don't see any reliable information on that though. Jaron Kier is still a free agent, from what I can see. Now, here's the thing also Jaron Kiris is not signed anywhere, by the way, from what I can see, or at least not from reliable uh, sources. But, anyways. Don't worry about, uh, about whether or not he has signed right now because from what I can see, that has not been the case. I do have my notifications on, though, in case something drops while we are live. That would be quite fun. We have had a, a few news of that style here on Primetime. But anyways, moving on to what we were talking about. The Cowboys need to get Jaron Kears done. They got Malik Hooker back with the Cowboys, and we were talking about him being a leader of the team and calling the shots. You don't know if you are going to get Keanu Neal back or Leighton Vanderich back. You don't know what the situation is going to be at linebacker. You want Micah Parsons to do his thing, not worry about calling the plays as a linebacker, even though I don't have a doubt that he would be able to do so. Maybe he's better off just focusing on doing his thing. And if Kyrgios is out, if Banderesh is out, you don't have that communication, you know, settled down. You don't have that figured out without Jaron Kyrgios. Would be dumb to not bring him back unless he signs a super crazy deal that we were not expecting at $10 million per year. Then I could understand it because the Cowboys could say, We've got Donovan Wilson. We've got Malik Cooker. We could bring back other safeties if we wanted to. I'm hoping, hey, I'll, I will say, even though I'm nervous, if I had to answer the question tonight, I would say I believe the Cowboys will bring back Jaron Kears. That needs to happen now. Uh, Burner account says, Mo ADC Sports should make cap bowl champ hats. <laughs> because the Titans are on that kind of similar spot as well. You think the Cowboys are not worried about an edge rusher, says Hector, because they're gonna, going to bring Micah Parsons down to the line and pick up a linebacker or two in the draft? 
Hey, if they're not worried because of Michael Parsons, I think that would be dumb. Like, I love Michael Parsons, great pass rusher, but he's also a great off-ball linebacker. He's also a great run defender. He also excels in pass coverage, apparently, from what we saw in 2021. Don't tie him to pass rushing only. To answer your question, Hector, I wouldn't... I wouldn't dismiss that possibility, like from the Cowboys' point of view. But man, I, I want that to be wrong. I want the Cowboys to be worried about to be worried about edge rusher because I don't want them to not use Michael Parsons at his full potential. That would be that would be frustrating to watch as Cowboys fans, I believe. That would absolutely be not making the most out of your very special unique player now edge rusher how can you deal with it right now to me only two free agents would make me feel somewhat comfortable less comfortable than with randy gregory but somewhat comfortable that would be melvin ingram who you guys know that i liked melvin ingram before the trade deadline last season we talked about him a lot on primetime i wanted the cowboys to get melvin ingram they didn't he did a great job with the chiefs kind of emerged as a player that could get paid in the offseason. I don't know what his market value will be, but I'm sure the Cowboys could get him on a short-term deal if they wanted it to. Uh, he's 29 years old, I believe. Melvin Ingram can do a little bit of everything. Rush the passer, defend the run. He's a complete player that can make a, a big impact. And the impact that he made for the Chiefs was underrated, in my opinion. Underrated on their defense. There's also Jaden Von Clowney. And I know some people kind of hate on Jaden Von Clowney because he didn't live up to the hype of being that number one overall pick in his draft in 2014. But he's still a very good defensive end and a very good pass rusher. He was hurt with Tennessee and then he played with the Browns and he kind of showed what he can do when he's healthy. I liked what I saw from Clowney in, 2020, uh, in 2021. I still think that he can contribute a lot to any defense that signs him. And I know Clowney is not the guy that, that we thought he was going to be when he got here from, from South Carolina. When he got to the NFL, that does, not, that does not mean that he's not good. That does not mean that at all. He is very good. Uh, but I don't know that they will do. I don't know that they will address the edge rusher need before the NFL draft. That's what concerns me the most. Some of the comments, Kenneth Fraser says, the Cowboys are waiting too long, seriously, because of free agents, so fall, so foolish. Uh, Joel Wilson says, Wagner is going to end up on the Broncos. Hey, wouldn't that be poetic? Wouldn't that make some sort of sense? Timothy says, every day, names pop up that the Cowboys are thinking of. Boom, they're gone. Signed with another team. I believe it's all about the hype. You know what happened with Von Miller and the Bills today, right? We were hearing all about the Cowboys being interested in Von Miller. And we were hearing all about Von Miller being interest, interested with the Cowboys. We saw the Marcus Ware chime in. Michael Parsons chime in. And then a day later, the Rams today, this morning, the Rams were like making this push, right? They say that Sean McVay was pulling at Von Miller's heartstrings. 
and people were going, oh, the Rams. He might go back to the team with, that just won him a championship. Or, of course, he was part of it. And then out of nowhere, boom, he's a Buffalo Bill. Serious contender, serious offer, uh, six-year deal, even though only three of them seem to be the guaranteed years, the real deal behind the six-year offer. No one was talking about the Bills. You can be quiet in these negotiations, in free agency. It's not a coincidence that the Cowboys are frequently involved in these big names. Sometimes they even name them as finalists, only to lose the bidding war when things get serious. So yeah, it's, I'm not even, I don't want to be so cynical to say that, oh, the Cowboys only do so for, a marketing, for marketing reasons, because I don't believe it's about that. But it's a constant. The Cowboys are always involved, never go the distance. And come on, who are they fooling? They know that they need to go the distance to, to get these free agents. They know so. They cannot fool themselves thinking, oh, we're a team with which you can win a Super Bowl. You're not the Chiefs right now. You're not the Bills right now that are seriously the favorites in the NFL. Or even the Packers, even though they have not been to the Super Bowl in a long time. We know that they are the serious favorites in the NFC or the box now that Brady is back or even the Rams who just won the Super Bowl. We know that the Cowboys, and they should know this too, they are a tier behind those teams. <laughs> go fish, go fish, we are still losing, says Gilbert. Bruce says this is probably one of the worst off seasons in a while. And the worst part of it all is that sounded like they had a good enough roster to compete in 2022 but hey I'm not really surprised this is just what we kind of expected but it's the it's the it's a it coming to fruition part of things in which everything kind of hits you like a bucket of cold water right but that's the Cowboys game plan in the in the free agency in free agency be linked to a big name free agent or not even that big of a free agent be named a finalist sometimes, lose the bidding war. On and on and on. That's, that's the way it goes in Dallas. But anyways, before we move on to one cool thing so we can leave on a positive note, before we do that, and for those of you who are new on the show, one cool thing is when, when we share something that can be personal, it can be professional, it can be sports-related, non-sports-related, whatever you want to share, we'll get to that in just a moment. Before we do, I wanted to mention this tweet from Charles Robinson over at Yahoo. He talked about uh, the Randy Gregory thing. Someone tweeted at him saying that, you know, making the difference between the four feature clauses, because people have been saying it's in the CBA, it's a standard clause. Not really. The CBA clause, the one that's standard across the league, is that if you get suspended, then the guaranteed money goes away. That's the standard. But the Cowboys clause, even if it's in all of the contracts, even if it's in all of them, it's not standard because the Cowboys clause says that if you are fined, the guaranteed money goes away. If you're fined, doesn't matter why. If you are literally fined because of something that you said to the media, like not necessarily because of a suspension or anything like that. No, that's not standard. But I think that, and we talked about this uh, 
not briefly. We actually expanded on it a lot last night. We talked about reporters being in conflicting spots. Uh, Mike Fisher, who is very credible and has a very good career as a reporter, uh, saying something that maybe went against what Patrick Walker from CBS Sports was saying. The same with Bobby Belt. All of these very reputable reporters that we shouldn't be doubting them at all. But I think it comes down to this. People have been saying, oh, it's in every contract. Who cares if it's in every contract? That's not the issue here. And I think that Charles Robinson put it all together on one tweet. And he said this, the Cowboys standard language isn't standard at all. If it was, it would be in the X contract. And it isn't. It's only standard in one sense. It's standard when we want it to be standard. But here it goes. Bottom line, it should have been removed from Randy's finalist deal. And it wasn't. And then he also tweeted out, but I don't have the picture of it. So let me uh, bring it up right here on my phone to read it straight up from his, from his profile. He says, no offense to Slater NFL, Gaines Slater, amazing reporter, a GOAT. But Charles Robinson said, or anyone else reporting this, but that contract is expired. Talking about the fact that it was, that the clause was in Randy's past deal. It's irrelevant, says Charles Robinson on his Twitter account. That's why they were negotiating a new contract with new terms. The language was also in Dak's rookie deal, and then it wasn't in his new contract. See how that works? So it's that easy, in my opinion. Uh, I know that everyone has their opinions on that. But it does, it does sound like this was on the Cowboys, man. I would love to tell you that it wasn't. But it sounds like it definitely 100% was. And I know that we're tired about the Gregory thing. But I just wanted to, 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 to mention that because I thought that it was a very good put together uh, summary of the real issue with the Gregory debacle. Uh, LaBisca Chenault or Daniel Hunters is Iceberg Slim as potential free agents that maybe the Cowboys could be interested in. Mr. Right Antoine says no free agent wants to come to the to the crapshoot with Punk Steven Jones running the show. I I'm very curious whether or not it would have a serious impact on the Cowboys' future free agency dealings because I also have that concern. Uh, I did not see that tweet, Stevie Mac. I will need to check that after the show. Uh, Joel Wilson says I'm over Gregory. It's like an ex-girlfriend. It hurts, but he don't want to be here. Time to move on. But make no mistake about it. If we're going to compare it to an ex-girlfriend, then you messed up. <laughs> like, I'm not saying like Joel himself made uh, messed up. Sorry if it sounded like that, Joel. But we're talking about a girl, an ex-girlfriend that it's not there anymore. And it hurts because you're the one that messed up. <laughs> because you're the one that was not treating her right, right? <laughs> Damn, the live streams have been popping lately. Good stuff, Mo says Dallas Junk. Hey, yeah, for those of you who are new on the show, we are live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central on Dallas On Man Sports Talk Network. We're here every night, Sunday through Thursday. And on Wednesdays, we do a little thing that we like to call What's Your One Cool Thing? This is like our, like our, like our feel-good moment of the week. What's your one cool thing of the week? It can be something uh, professional, something uh, personal, something, you know, 
sports-related, non-sports-related, whatever you want to share. We've had all kinds of one cool thing here. So there you go. What's your one cool thing of the week? While you think of yours, I will tell you mine right away because you're probably wondering, what is an Alabama football player doing on my graphic? Why is Trent Richardson on my overlay? Some of you might know this. Some of you who have been watching. Oh, you saw the Canelo. You saw the, the Canelo. Uh, I will show it again for those of you who missed it. <laughs> but I misclicked something here in the, in the system. And you saw my Canelo canvas. There you go. That's Canelo. Now can have Billy Yo Sanders on, at AT&T Stadium. All right. Sorry for the parenthesis. What's your one cool thing? Mine is that Trent Richardson is in Chihuahua, Mexico, where I am from, to play professional football. Former first-round draft pick, third overall draft pick. I know that he wanted his NFL career to be longer, but he has been in the Alliance of American Football as well. And now he will play in Mexico's professional football league, which is a very young league. It's only going to be its third season. It's going to kick off on draft weekend, actually. And Trent Richardson has reported to the team today. Season kicks off April 29th, and I'm excited to cover the team and cover Trent Richardson. It's a big deal. A former NFL player, even though he wanted uh, his career to be longer in the NFL, former NFL player playing in Mexico, that's a big-time move by the Caudillos uh, front office. The owner is kind of different from Stephen Jones. He's, he's trying to spend as much as he can. I will tell you that, and I have witnessed that firsthand. Anyways, let's see some of your one cool things of the week. Let's see. Danny Savage says... No carbs, no sugar. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I saved money by switching. Hey, Joe Wilson, good on you. Good for you on saving money. No free ads. No free ads here on ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time. Uh, one cool thing, says Dallas Young, is I got a race at work. That's an amazing thing, Dallas Young. Congratulations. Here we go. Uh, let's see. I love Canelo. That's my son's nickname, says Christian. Uh, I'm from Michoacan, Primo. Hey, shout out to Christian. Big fan of Canelo. Cannot wait for May 7th, by the way, for him to fight Dimitri Bibol. That's a fight that I've been wanting for a long time. I want to see him go up to light heavyweight. You know how Sky loves uh, wrestling? I'm sort of that way with boxing and MMA and baseball in the fact that I don't really cover it from a professional standpoint, but I just... I can talk to you guys about boxing and MMA as much as you want. But yay, shout out to Christian who's watching from Mexico as well. Let's see. Shining up. Oh, Gilbert says, I am glad my wife came out of her surgery. Okay, decided to cover it today, says Gilbert. Hey, cool thing, Gilbert. That's good. That's good to hear. Kenneth Fraser says, shining up my 2009 Cheryl Impala metallic blue suite. Right, let's go. Uh, Burner account says, will he be the first pick in the Mexican football fantasy draft? We don't have fantasy yet. Uh, hopefully they, they figure out a way to make that happen because that was marketing pure genius by the NFL. Canelo Beast, can he play defensive end, says James. Let's go. Uh, there's a bunch of random former Cowboys in the USFL, says TV Mac. One of them is Lance Lenore, isn't he? 
Kristen says Trent Richardson has been waiting to play in Mexico. Now real, usually the Monterey teams or Renam are good in the Mexican Football League. I'm excited about this season. I'm excited about it. And I talked to last time that I talked to Trent was last year. And he's excited to play. I couldn't, I didn't believe it. Like I didn't buy that Trent Richardson was going to play in Chihuahua until I was invited to translate a meeting with him. And that was insane. Expecting a race at work, being married is not cheap, Moses Burner account. I love how Burner account kind of says this as a warning to me, maybe. I kind of take it that way. Charlene Evans says, I received a letter from the Charlotte BT Commission legislators that I no longer have to serve on a jury. Whew. Saved one. Hey, you, you were saved by the bell, Charlene. I see Jerry Jones and his cheap-ass son, Stephen, at Family Dollar Store looking for discount players. His team hall. I kind of hesitated there. I didn't know if I had to... Uh, if I wanted to read that, but hey, I ended up doing so, and I do not regret it. I do not regret it. Anyways, guys, sorry if I missed some of your one cool things, but we do need to get out of here. Uh, make sure that you hit the like button. Share the show if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. I appreciate you guys tuning into Primetime. We are here every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. Check out the ride of the week, the new, brand new Mazda CX-50. You can follow me on Twitter at MauNFL and check out throughout the entire offseason, adcsports.com slash Dallas. The goal is for me to have ready the article on Chris Nagar on Thursday. No promises, but that's the goal. Thank you, guys. I will see you tomorrow. See you.